Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? And we're recording. Awesome. Hello, friends. Hello. Hi. All right. Well, so welcome. Excited. Oh man, I'm I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back to Podcats, the podcast about Cats the musical, not the animal. <laughs> Karina was like, "You did it wrong," and then realized I didn't do it wrong this time. And trust me, I'm so proud of myself. He's fucked it up enough times that I was ready for him to fuck it up again. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so. <laughs> You are hearing um, a wonderful distant voice over the phone calling in from Chicago. It is I.O.'s wonderful musical improvisational songstress, Jenna Kate Karn Monosoff. Is that right? I don't know what name that, you're going by now. That's me. That is me. Yes, you can use all my names. All right. And, and, I I, and you have many of them. So. That's true. So you just listened to the soundtrack, like, oh, giving it a once through right now from the film, right? I did, yes. Okay. I, boy. Boy. That's correct. That is the right answer. Um, so I, I'm shocked, honestly. Right. That's the right answer. So Karina and I have just broken down the musical in its true form from the source material, and now we are going to dive into Why Are You Like This? Re Cats the Movie the Musical. Cats 2019. Mm-hmm. Cats 2019. Cats 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about... I, I want to say let's start with the similarities but like i guess the only similarity really is that it's cats cats yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's the same music the songs are mostly all there mostly all there um in some form in yes some, in some form. form um i mean the biggest one is the biggest departure as i'm sure we know is mungo jerry and rumple teaser and it's a departure Back to an original, so you can't even call it an entirely new creation. Right, so this was a wrong. song, yeah, this was a song that took a certain life in London in 1981 and then was changed for Broadway in 83, and then kind of was solidified as that tune, and it looks like they're back to square one on this one. It's weird. A choice. A choice. Mm. Um, all the, like, all the songs are there, but, like, who's singing them is kind of different, yeah, that was kind of confusing when I was listening to the soundtrack because I think the most notable one uh, that I noticed was that Gus sings his own song. Yep. Right. And it's a hundred times more devastating. It is. <laughs> That's it's the thing. so upsetting to hear him sing about 
how he's in this rail and how he has palsy. Yes. It's, it's just devastating. The lyric, and, I, and it's Sir Ian McKellen. The lyric, I suffer from palsy, that would makes my oh. palms shake. Oh, Lord. Like, I'm so sorry they made him do that. I am sorry to this man. Oh, man. I just, honestly, I can't. I think that was, it, it's very confusing because you think you're going to hear like a narrator and then all of a sudden, I don't know. It's it's hard because I grew up listening to the Cats soundtrack a lot. Um, so so it's like seeing an old friend, but maybe you're not sure if it's the same friend because their hair is really different. Yes, right. Like kind of. Are, it's like how Madonna all of a sudden has a British accent, but you know that yep. it's still Madonna. Madonna it's still Madonna. Like. Yeah. It's still Madonna. But you're but like, what happened to you, girl? Ma'am, like, honey, <laughs> what did they do to you? Right. <laughs> what did the Brits do to you? Oh man. A question we should also be asking about cats, right. frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the big one. Oddly enough, that was the least, that was the biggest departure as far as like narration goes. But the one mm-hmm. that, and Karina and I had just talked about this, um, the one that like worked the best, and maybe that's just because it was Ian McKellen. Yes. Like mm-hmm. James Corden's mm-hmm. sort of singing about himself as Bustopher Jones, the fat cat felt very oh. different. Watching it was very different. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of feelings about James Corden. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> same with Rebel Wilson. Like, Rebel Wilson, oh, who, yeah. I don't know if this is just how she sings or if that was a choice. Like, it felt a little, like, wobbly. I don't know if that was on purpose I because... I feel like Rebel Wilson has a better voice than she used in Cats. Right, because we all saw yeah. the Pitch Perfect trilogy. Yes. Like, yeah. she sings. Yeah. But well, I do say that she she's well. She's yeah. also known in that movie for sort of a comedic style of singing, though. Which one? Pitch Perfect. Sure, but like good right. enough to be in an all girls acapella group, right? Of course. But the thing about her singing Jenny Adidas, it's like, but it's not funny. That's yes. the thing, though, and like I think that's the problem. It's just not funny. You're like hearing her sort of half sing it and tried to be sexy with it. I don't right. know. There's a bit of a sexiness to it, the skin taking off. The skin taking off multiple times. She... I mean, some might think that's sexy. Some might say it's a nightmare, but... Maybe you know, both. Different strokes for different both. folks, whatever you're into. She is wearing a bedazzled vest underneath her skin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, As we all are. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but, but, like, no, it's funny you bring up that point, because, like, James Corden and Rebel Wilson... Even in, like, the same bucket, not well, maybe different bucket as Judy Dench and Ian McKellen, all excellent casting choices on paper. Yes. Getting right. James Corden to play this big, funny, fat cat, Re- uh, Rebel Wilson to play this sort of, like, jovial, goofy mom. Fat but, cat. Fat cat. But mm-hmm. in practice, James Corden and Rebel Wilson not doing what I expected. And maybe that's just my expectations of, like, what I think of when I think of, like, the James Corden, Rebel Wilson archetypes. Um, right. Like, they're the only ones really doing, like, dialogical quips during this show. Yeah, the the decision to let them give, have dialogue, and what seemed like mostly improvised dialogue, frankly, right. was weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cats don't chat. Cats don't chat. But let's talk about the dialogue, because... It was weird. It was weird, because this is a show... A musical in its um, originality that is an entire story. Fully sung through. Fully sung through, and all the plot mm-hmm. that you need to know is basically told through the dance. Which is uh, makes it a hard show to just listen to. Right. Makes it a hard show to just listen to. 
but in the movie translation of this became kind of narrated by the rest of the tribe. Like, you have Monkey Strap, who's kind of the narrator, the facilitator, um, but now we have a group of cats sort of being like, hey, Victoria, because Victoria is sort of the audience surrogate through this. It's all told from her point of view. Like, Mm -hmm. here's what's going on. Here's what you're in for. And here's all the cats, all the contestants, as it were. Very game show. Very game show, especially with Mm -hmm. Idris Elba's whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll get back to Idris Elba. Um, But very much spelling it out for you in a way that, like, as someone who has done the show and knows the show, a way that I did not think was necessary if they had done cats the way people typically do cats. Yes. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But it was, it's rather spelled out. Yes. Like, even Dame Judi Dench is, like, leaning over to Victoria and being like, how you doing, dear? Right. Yeah. Dame Judi Dench, um, who is a singing Old Deuteronomy in this. The first Old Deuteronomy to be played by a woman. Is that true? Yeah. Really? I thought she was played by a woman previously. I mean, not in, like, any notable production. Ah, fair. I mean... Mm. I just feel like it would be confusing, because then you would probably forget who was... Grizabella and who was old Deuteronomy because yes. valid. similar shabby mm-hmm. kitty cat outfits. Um, are we, I, I, when you were mentioning Victoria, all I could think about was beautiful ghosts. Yes. Let's talk about the beautiful ghosts of it all. Because what is happening in beautiful ghosts? <laughs> right. Um, I think it boils down to like a reverse memory kind of thing where it's like, uh-huh. So, we see in the very beginning of the movie, Victoria was thrown out a fucking car window, abandoned. At, at the worst musical cue. At the worst musical cue, by the way, um, in the overture. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Grizabella's first rendition of Memory comes at the end of Act 1 in the show. But because it's a movie, they have to keep going. <laughs> and so enter mm-hmm. Beautiful Ghosts, the song where Grizabella sort of sings at... Or, uh, sorry, Victoria sings at Grizabella from a distance, basically being like, I get you, girl. She's also somewhat being like, your PTSD is sexy to me. Right. Mm. Right. I'm envious of your trauma, because at least you've lived a life worth having trauma about. Right. Which is a weird thing to say to someone. She's like a kitten, in my mind. Anytime I, like, listen to it, like, see, you know, and I used to watch the, the Broadway tape version of it. Mm -hmm. I always, she read very young. So then when you listen, I mean, this makes more sense now with the car thing, but when you listen to it, you're like, how old is this cat? What's this, what's happening? Like, I guess they're, it makes sense that they're trying to use her as a foil for Grizabella, but does Mm -hmm. Grizabella even need a foil? Well, that's the question. Yeah. Yeah. the, The movie tries to say that in the overture, Victoria, who has lived a life in a home, is being abandoned uh-huh. by her her by her human. And in right. fact, you do see a human holding a bag that apparently has a cat in it, and then he throws the bag with a cat in it down some steps, and that's how the movie starts. Which is fucking dark. <laughs> that is some. That's devastating. That's yes. dark. So she doesn't know what's going on. She has never heard of a jellical cat, even though she is one. Because I guess well, all, all cats, cats are jellical cats. Only if they mark. are rather small. Or moderate size. Inherently, they should inherently all know that they are jellical cats, not cats exclusively street cats. Right. Right. Like because these cats have homes. Right. 
And like you think about in the musical, like the audience is the audience, and like there's a whole bit about here's all the things of a jellical cat, which makes sense to be telling an audience. Yes. Um, right. Also, Victoria, like the whole thing is kind of not that the whole show is revolves around Victoria kind of coming into her womanhood, but Victoria coming into her womanhood is so much of the musical and sort of like the purpose of like the ball and all that stuff that it kind of. That element, I miss that element through the movie. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. because that's what Cats the Musical is. It's very tribal. It's very much about, like, bringing in new life. Yes. And that's a very sexual thing, and that's a very metaphorical thing. We have said the word tribe today so many times. Right. It is Mm -hmm. bonkers. But Victoria, and we've talked a lot about Victoria today too, Karina, well, she is the main character in some ways. In some ways. In the movie, explicitly, explicitly so. Explicitly so. And in the musical, like in the source material, let's call it, like it's a show that is heavily um, involving like her mating and her like womanhood. Yeah. And still gross. It's still yes. gross. It's still, it's, I mean, but it's, again, it's Cats. It's a show about cats. We are doing a whole podcast about a musical about cats in yeah. the movie. But... When you take that out of the movie adaptation, I think it loses some of what made Cats Cats. Yeah, it does. I feel like that's a rather pretentious thing to say, but, like, Cats is sort of originally all about, like, the movement and telling the story through the movement. Right. And Mm -hmm. so much of that revolves around, like, the one dancer cat that's kind of mute. Right. But instead, mm-hmm. we get this, like, baby cat who's just learning what it means to be a cat. Right. Who's been so sheltered that she doesn't even know what yeah. her cat is like. Now, Jenna, what were your thoughts on, like, the song as, like, sort of an addition to the show, knowing that it's, like, a Taylor Swift-Weber hybrid? Um, like, what were your thoughts on all of that? So, I listened to it a couple times um, because I, I felt like listening to it I was like it seems like we have a you know a couple ideas here but there was no nothing gelled the song together and I think it, it was kind of weird you, you know it makes sense knowing that like it was not just written by Angela Weber because it doesn't function as a musical song because no, all of the other agreed. songs function as specific storytelling you know songs and this one's kind of like this is a cat's opinion but it's not a cat's mm. opinion in in direct reference to any of the other cats it's just sort of like a an ethereal cat song right it's called ghosts but it just doesn't you know but it doesn't fit in because it's so unlike the style i mean you could say like musically it sounds like the other songs right it's not that big of a departure but just like lyrically it doesn't make any sense right because the way that cats is based if you think of each of the songs kind of like any each of the poems you know it, it kind of it's just too much of like an opinion for it to to fit into the show that's a really great um, point because you can have you know it could have been a cat i mean it could have been a song where they're relating to each other right wouldn't it have been so much more powerful if she was like grizabella i know who you are blah, blah blah like you know i get you like by not directly naming the other cats you can kind of tell, like, this is the song that we want on the radio. Exactly. And this is the song that we want to be standalone. But, like, you can't put a standalone song in a musical. Like, it's, you know, in a musical that's so well-known as Cats. So I think just the lack of direct 
narrative is what threw me off because I just kind of got to the point where I listened to it multiple times and I still didn't really know what was going on. Like, I understand, obviously, the overarching, um, you know, know meaning of the song. But, but like, listening to it without seeing the movie version, I was like, where does this fit in? What is happening? Why is she singing It doesn't really fit in, even where it is. It it still feels rather, um, like... Uh, I guess forced is the it's word. It's Oscar bait. It's Oscar bait, which it didn't, it didn't work. Which didn't, didn't even work. Did, didn't work. I mean, and I think that's the hard thing too. Like it's the same thing, like in Lion King. You know, like when they do these new movie versions of musicals and they shoehorn a new song in there, and you're like, mm, mm, does it fit? Right. No. Shoehorned. That was the it word I was looking for. Yeah. So it's just it doesn't make any sense, and I think Cats as a piece, it does have. I mean, it has has some cohesion not necessarily like in the plot but at least in like the style it's cohesive and you're like yes i'm seeing different vignettes about different cats but i'm being told in a very similar way so i feel like i'm on one solid train of thought right where this song is just kind of like what yeah i couldn't even figure i couldn't figure out what's going on right they're standing in an abandoned alley jennifer hudson's covered in snot and and Victoria's like, let me sing my song to you. That's a very Tom Hooper like thing, isn't it? Like just close-ups of women ugly crying. That's the whole movie. Like that was Anne did Hathaway. Did he direct Les Mis? Yeah, yeah, he I did. Yeah. Like, all I can think about is Anne Hathaway in Les Mis uh, crying. In but in that in that instance, it was effective. Agreed. And she won it, an Oscar it, for that. And she won an Oscar for that. That's how it worked. Was, so he was like. Ugly crying like, is the success formula. I, I like, mean, did anyone, did he really think Cats was going to win awards? It, they did take it out of the four-year consideration, so it was not allowed to be up for Oscars after it bombed. But yeah, I think they did. I think, yeah, I think they nice. went in with high hopes on this one. If nothing else, for best original song and for, like, visual effects. Right. Both where they but failed the visual the effects are terrible from what I've seen. Right. They well, are. Let's talk about that because... Yeah. Two days cool. after it was released, it was announced that they were going to not even pull the film, but they were going to continue to work on the film right. and re-release um, a an new, update. an updated version of the film where I don't know, like Judy Dench's hands are less hands and more so um, paws or right. whatever. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if they had the same plan for the feet because honestly, the feet were the most disturbing part of it yes. for me. They pan down oh. to the first shot of cat feet, which are not cat feet. They are human feet. And I, my, I could not stop myself. Thank God I was in an empty theater because I saw it and viscerally I just went, toes. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't expect cats to have toes. Like to have like full, Human long... toes. Five of them. There's a big toe all the way down to a little toe. And like when you don't expect like feet on a cat... It, every foot looks way too big. Yes, because uh-huh. they're they're still humans with weird CGI fur. Exactly, and mm-hmm. on top of that, no cat noses, regular human, human noses, human faces, and like human this hands. Is, this is not an original take because I've seen this online so many times. If they had just colored in like the tips of the noses, yep, everything would have been ten percent better. I saw an edit where mm-hmm. all they did was widen the faces a little bit to make them less human thin and a little more cat round mm-hmm. and that made a huge difference i don't did it it did it made a, okay. a huge difference i, I, I believe think you. about all i can think about is 
those paintings, like Renaissance paintings, where people where no one knew what a cat looked like. They had clearly never seen before. <laughs> um, and then they they like paint animals with human faces because they don't know how to paint like ca- like cats and like yes. like when you see um, especially like taxidermy, it, it kind of feels like. So taxidermy of an animal that a person has never seen. So like mm. people trying to do taxidermy lions in, you know, this, this, you know, 18th century, early 18th century. And you look at it and you're like, I understand what this is supposed to be, but it's just, it's just off enough that I know it's wrong. Right. Like how and, we put dinosaur skeletons together. Yeah. Can you imagine? We're probably so wrong. Yeah. And, and this, here's the thing though. How did here's my biggest problem with cats, the movie twenty nineteen. How did it get past all of these people and not one person thought, you know what? Maybe we should give them kitty cat feet. Right. Or like right. Or jazz I shoes. Just, right. I think I don't know. I, I don't understand movies um because I feel like things like if you did the you know, if you did a production of cats where you didn't do, like, the traditional makeup or something like that. Like, people would rip you a new one online. And obviously this happened here. But, like, where was the safeguards where people thought, you know what, this looks too creepy? Right. I think that answer, and, like, I know that might have been a rhetorical question, but I think the answer of that... Yeah, will we ever answer that? I don't know. Exactly. But um, I think an honest answer in that lies in the fact that, upon doing research, they filmed... The um, principal photography was basically the beginning of 2019 until about April. And then post-production... Oh, they did that the same year? Post-production was about April until release. Yeah. So oh. they fucking fast-tracked this movie. Oh. Where it could have been an animated movie about cats, but they decided to make like some weird hybrid of traditional cats and like CGI balls painted on people animation yeah. that... A lot of things fell through the cracks. I am shook, Ian. I did <laughs> not know that that was... No, I did not know that that was how quick they made this movie. Yeah. Way too fucking quick. That's... Honestly, you could have probably just, like, filmed a community theater production of Cats or put the actors, like, in community theater costumes and not CGI'd it, and I still would have been like, I like it. Right. Yeah. Cats. Well, I have an interesting, like, theory on this in that, like, it's it's stupid. Um, good, good. I feel like you could have put, like, Jennifer Hudson, um, James Corden, maybe a Rebel Wilson, definitely, like, the Demeter Bomb Ballerina, Anonymous Cats, like, mm-hmm. the Robbie Fairchild, of course, like, mm-hmm. maybe even a Judy Dencher and Ian McKellen, probably yeah. a Taylor Swift. Put them all in the most recent revival for, like, three months and make your money that way. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we could have all stunt cast it. Yeah. yeah. For three and we solid all could months. Have not had this shared nightmare. So exactly. Here's a thought about that I just had regarding like how did this get past everyone to right. look so bad? And I don't know if you guys remember when the first trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out. Ooh. Oh, excellent point. So it Karina. came out and everyone was like, "That's awful. You cannot make a movie out of that. That thing is a nightmare." Everyone was like, "Teeth." Please get rid of him. <laughs> and and now to be fair, gamers and the Sonic fandom are very mean and of can course. be a lot more mean than the Cats fandom. And also probably a lot more numerous. So the backlash 
was was really large for that. But the studio was like, all right, I guess we're redoing it. Right. And now it came out. It came out, in fact, on Valentine's Day, which is a weird, fun Sonic fact for but, you. you know, fun. But it broke. Like, it, it's done great. Sonic is apparently a good movie that made back all of its money on opening weekend. That's great. Good for that. You know what did not do that? Cats. Cats. Exactly. Um, according to, I have a note in here somewhere, the budget for Cats was $95 million and its total gross was $72 million, yeah. with only $27 million of that coming from the North American market, and $6.6 million of that coming from opening weekend. Yeah. So this one, flippity floppity flopped. Oh, for sure. So yeah. why didn't they react I, yeah. to it? I think they did when they tried to like reanimate it, but like it was not one of enough. those things. Not enough, and it was like not too enough. fucking late on this one. Yeah. Because they released that trailer, and everyone was like, oh, what the fuck is this now? Yeah. Yeah. But they're trying to do that thing where they come up with a new musical every Christmas. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I just want to take them aside and be like, guys, you can do it every other year, and we would still be so happy. Like, we don't need Star Wars treatment on musicals. That's an excellent point. you know, it's like it's there. It's it's almost like now they're just trying to like grind them out as quick as to they can to have one for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and have one for Christmas. But maybe this will show them like, ooh, better not. Better better take a second. I mean, obviously, like if you kind of look in the past like ten years, we're gonna take a ten year look, and kind of what people have been doing with movie musicals. So, you know, there was a bunch of the live ones. Which I think in the beginning was great. Like I, I mean, Audra McDonald in Sound of Music, right. iconic. Um, See, but then I feel like they tried. Every network tried to keep pumping them out, and then they just got like more and more terrible. Yep, to right. the point, to the point where the Mermaid one, Little Mermaid, was literally just like them singing songs and then showing clips of the movie. I forgot about that one, and that one happened in the past, like, John fiscal quarter. Yeah, in the fiscal quarter. But but that, I'm like, you know what that is? That's me in my living room, okay? I could give you that performance any night. Yeah. I stand in front of the TV and I sing it while it's on the TV. <laughs> it's the same we thing. all went to college together. We've done that. We all went to college together. We, we lived that life. Exactly. And, but you know what I mean? It's like, we don't need, we don't need that. So I don't know if like, so we had what? Okay. So we had Les Mis, yep. which was arguably the, probably the best of all the most recent adaptations. The most yes. recent ones. I would like, Karina and I talked about this at dinner. I would say like Les Mis falls in the upper echelon of those. Yes. I would say, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, definitely the most critically acclaimed. Yes. Yes. Obviously. Also by Tom Hooper though. Yeah. He was hubris, is what it is. Cats is his hubris. Yeah, he flew too close to the sun. Yes. I mean, oh, funny you should say that. Let's just have like a brief second where we talk about this the Hamilton movie that's coming up. Sure. Yeah. But it's the Broadway version. Right. So it's like the filmed stage show, like they did with Into the Woods. Right. But then they have to make a regular movie of it, which so they're gonna make a Hamilton movie at some point, movie style. But, I'd I'm buy like, that. Yeah. I I mean, I would obviously watch it, but I don't know. I just wish that they would take a second to be like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to keep putting James Corden in these movies, and if we film an excellent stage version of something and then release it, 
you know. That's what people want to see. That's Absolutely. What we want. I don't want to see James Corden in a movie or a musical anymore. And I that's don't. and that's like I appreciate that that's kind of what we're getting with like this filmed original Broadway cast of Hamilton. I think like that's a really great thing, and I think that's the mm-hmm. right way to go about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe this would be I a turning agree. point. That would be great um, because like yeah. we have so few of those like Into the Woodses and like Cat like Cats the 1998 version is well, arguably that have Into the Woods and Cats. Right. Yeah. I will we also say. There's a filmed version of Legally Blonde the musical, right. which is oh great. Oh, there's also a filmed version of SpongeBob the musical. I was thought you were gonna say Love Never Dies, which we also have. Well, let's not talk about we that. We do. Oh, yikes! Yeah, that could be a whole other podcast. Other yeah, podcast. Um, um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's like I I feel like what consumers want out of um, a musical in a non traditional format has changed so much in the past 10 years that right now I think no one really knows what they want except the Wicked movie. Yes. That's what we want, the Wicked movie, okay? Which we've been asking for for 20 years. Why is it taking so long? Exactly. I mean, I I, I think they said, didn't they say it was coming out maybe next year or 2020? 2021 is the intended um, release. And it's funny because one of the IMDb trivia points was this kind of took the, Cats kind of took the spot of the Wicked movie's release. Like, uh, we could have yeah, expected a Wicked movie this past year, but we got Cats. Yeah. What what we what we wanted was the Wicked movie, but what we deserved was the Cats movie. It's true. Man, I mean, <laughs> listen, that you're, that's, that's all, that, that's it. Like, that is the entire phenomenon summed up. I have, I have a question to, to bring to the table. Yes. Which is, mm-hmm. what is our opinion on the stunt casting in this movie? Mm. Because there's some pretty obvious stunt casts. Right. Stunt uh, cats, as you could. Of course. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have my least favorite. Go on. I, James Corden. Listening? No. Not even, no. Here's the thing. He's not a stunt cast at this point. That's, he's in everything. He is, yeah, he's just sort he's of... He's in everything, but he's like a musical theater guy, so like, I get it, whatever. Yeah, right. But listening, ooh, listening to Jason Derulo... Yep! Oh, <laughs> my god it was the worst thing i was like this is just terrible and and i don't think jason derulo is a bad singer by any means but him trying to sing that song trying to sing from chum tugger is just like i i just felt bad if you i just can't see his performance it's a lot worse it Mm. is it does not translate and he, what's odd I think he studied at the American Music and Dramatic Academy so he went to arguably college for musical theater mm-hmm. and arguably. arguably but he has never acted this He's is never. his first acting role right and what a role and what a role it is why um, didn't they cast Idris Elba's Rum Tum Tugger right well I mean well I mean yeah that well, would have been I mean, and like that, like you bring up Idris Elba, like they made him the main, one of the main characters of this movie. He is everywhere in this movie. He's very smooth. He's in the movie so much. And in the musical, he's just like, he's there for 35 seconds to like cause some trouble, um, kidnap the, the old guy. And then like, we can go on to Mr. Mistopheles in this. Which is what everyone's waiting for. Exactly. Well, Ian, question: Did you play Mr. Mistopheles? Um, great question, Jenna K. Karn. Um, I played Monkey Strap. Um, oh, okay. Of course, Thank the role played by Robbie Fairchild right. in the movie, um, because mm-hmm. no one can have it all. Clearly, um, and then 
we what we did is um, the show was double cast, and um, this was youth theater, community youth theater, and um, the two dance captains in the show doubled as Mistopheles for the one number. So I played Mistopheles for like just the number, um, mm-hmm. and then pers- and then personally, I had to go backstage, throw off a bunch of accessories, and come back on in time. F- uh, for Monko Strap to be like, now old Deuteronomy just before dawn, through silence, etc. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But short story long, yes, I, I did. I wanted everyone to know. Thank you. Because I never got to do Cats, and it's devastating to me. Oh, 100%. I've seen it. My brother, my brother did Cats. Um, right. He played um, Buster for Jones. <laughs> oh, my right. God, I forgot about Brody Card as Buster for Jones. Oh, my Jones. brother, that's very confusing and uh, not the role anyone would think he would be. A hundred percent. Mm-mm. Wow. No, I saw it. It was it was wow. Wow. Um, Oof. I, I, have we talked enough about Idris Elba? He's naked. This? He's naked in this. It's going to come smooth. up several times, it's but gonna, that's a naked fucking cat. That's a naked fucking cat. Uh, a ginger cat who is given a costume that is very similar skin tone to Idris Elba, if yes. I remember correctly. You're correct. Um, but also gets a hat? That he takes off, and the removal of the hat makes him that much more naked. Yes. Mm. Um... Yeah, and he has a whole vendetta. Like, he turns this into the game show kind of thing that it is and, like, has to be, like, the winner of this contest, basically, to die. To die. And, like, kidnaps all these cats, Mm. but, like... To a barge. To a barge. And Mm -hmm. fun fact about these cats that are being kidnapped, i.e. Rebel Wilson and James James Corden, they all have sheddable layers of skin. Yeah, well, just one, really. I mean... But it's enough. It's enough. But, mm-hmm. like, didn't James Corden have, like, take off his coat or something? He just took off his literal coat. He oh. was wearing a jacket. Okay. A, not... re- an easily removable thing Again, of, like, a skin. I was not sober when I saw this I know. movie. Um, but Rebel Wilson, multiple times in this movie, sheds her skin. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. <sighs> um, can we talk about the Gumby Cat real quick? Like, just as a number? Um, Devastating. This, Jenny Annie Dawson's like my favorite. Right? It, she is a delightful mother. She has like a backup trio of like Andrew's sisters. A solid tap number. Solid company tap number right out the gate. Um, mm-hmm. Giving people what they want. Giving yeah. people what they want. In this film adaptation, you see the work that she does behind the scenes, which is admirable work. Like yes. good for Jenny Annie Dots and her like and her side projects and like her real like labor work. But she, like, eats a cockroach. She does eat a cockroach. Multiple times in front of everyone. Yep, it's bad. It's That gross. are um, animated people as cockroaches. Yep. Not to be confused with the animated mice, mice who are, are children. children. <laughs> and it's all very people disturbing. Children? People children. Yes. CGI mice, but they're children. Yeah. It's very also, disturbing. in terms of, like, the dialogue, like... Right after Jenny Annie Dodds is where they really experiment with putting dialogue in. Right. Because Victoria mm. basically comes up to Jenny Annie Dodds and is like, why do you want to go to the Heaviside Lair? And she's like, I want to take my show on the road. I'm tired of being in that house and I want my, my cockroaches to star. And right. you're like, well, you didn't have to tell me, first of all. I didn't want to know. <laughs> and it's weird. It's very weird. And then she's like, and Buster for Jones over here is trying to get reborn because he wants to be thin again so he can get fat. And you're like, this is a... You're really explaining a lot to me. You're really explaining a lot that didn't need to be said. Yes. And is it true? You're showing and you're not telling. You're doing no, you're, both. Yeah, you're, you're showing, telling, and like, you didn't, you could I just I didn't dance. want either. I didn't want either. I just love the dance. I mean, and that's what, I think that's the problem with the Cats movie. 
because what makes cats so enjoyable and what has made cats and a worldwide phenomenon is that it doesn't need dialogue and then it's just you're like even if you're coming to see the show as a tourist and you don't speak english or yep. you see the show in another language you're it's cats dancing you get There's it something so beautiful and magical about it yep. right but i don't i don't want to know no right like, sometimes you're better off not knowing yeah like the amount of times i've had to talk about cat orgies today it's bonkers it's a lot uh. it's a lot of it's a lot which was pretty much stricken from the movie because i don't know man that cat orgy the jellico ball is pretty orgy like i don't but like this version of it the movie version of it i didn't I'm think saying so the erect tails really speak well the tailography of it synchronized all. tails yeah. go up in a very like finishing move that's i mean yeah mm. that's fair i mean okay i'll give you that one touche mm-hmm. um is Cats, I mean, as you've done the show before, is Cats one of the musicals that when you perform it, you are kind of, like, given the original sort of choreography to do? Um, no, not necessarily. Because I, I know there's some musicals where, like, you know, you kind of can get, like, stuff especially with tapping, like, think about, like, 42nd Street and that kind of stuff where, like, the dance is so iconic in it that if you saw 42nd Street and... Uh, the numbers were different you'd be like oh i feel like i'm not watching 42nd street right because there's so many like iconic movements in cats that i identify with it that i feel like if i if it was like a completely different like core you know style of choreography i'd be like oh i feel like i'm watching a right show right i mean like as far as like a high school production of it like i remember we didn't like imitate the choreography per se but i think like what makes cats so iconic sort of as you were saying was like the vocabulary of dance from that 1981 production mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. very much the te- like the groundwork of what cats is and maybe right. like a group of 7 to 17 year olds can't do everything that is expected when you're on broadway doing cats right but it definitely mm-hmm. lays a template as far as like what is expected throughout the show that again doesn't have spoken dialogue but has a plot in a way. Yes. Like, you have to communicate the plot a certain way. Through dance. Through dance. And if it's not done in a certain way, I think that gets lost even more so than, like, people just simply not understanding it because they don't understand it. And that is mm-hmm. where the movie falls apart, is that they can't tell the story through dance in the movie. Right. For, or they chose not right. to. Right. In either way, it was wrong. And I saw The Cat's Revival, which was choreographed by and- Andy Blank and Bueller. Yeah. Which was beautiful choreography. It was influenced and, like... Uh, experimented with the original one, but still was Andy Blankenbuehler's work. You could see his mark mm-hmm. on it. And it's like, I would have much rather just watch sort of like the film interpretation of that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have CGI tales, you're remiss not to use tailography. But, but they shouldn't have done CGI. That's really my my final stance, is that it shouldn't have been CGI. It could have just yeah. been, like, traditional cats. I could think, I could even forgive the scale issues with the CGI set right. if the cats were still people in very good, expensive costumes. Right. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about the scale issues. So, Ooh. Cats doesn't I'm know how... based on what I've seen from the trailer, and it's... They don't know how big a cat is. And to be fair, no. we, like... We have talked to many people in our research and in our practice of um, how big cats can be. And, like, yes, cats can be multiple sizes. No two cats are the same size, per se. Um, but, like, but the scale of these cats, guys. I think it boils down to the fact that 
they understood sort of the scale, but didn't account for the fact that cats are four-legged creatures and our actors would be acting bipedally. Right. So Mm -hmm. a cat Mm -hmm. standing up looks weird in the scale that they were trying to hit. I think that's what it is. It's because they're still presenting as human, as it were. But then they sort of overcompensate when you have like a Skimbleshanks deal. Yes. Skimbleshanks, the only like change that I thought was a wild success where they made Skimbleshanks into this rollicking tap number. Very good. And... Um, it actually works, but they're tapping sort of like in the wild and like they're out and about, they're dancing on railroad tracks and now all of a sudden they're like smaller than they maybe should be. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, again, I was not sober. Um. No, you were not. I was not. Um. So yeah, the scale issues are big. Yeah. There's a scene, Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser, rest in peace, Mm -hmm. that Mm. musical number, but Mm. they go and they ransack a human's jewelry box and they slip either a bracelet or maybe I'm remembering now it might have even been a ring and they slip it over Victoria's head and she wears it as a necklace mm. and oh, either way you can't it, do that's that too small that's yeah too small for cats yeah even that's if it is small. a bracelet it's too like you can't comfortably put a like yeah you don't apply a choker over your head no and it's oh. not like one of those 90s tattoo chokers it was like a piece of metal right it is it poses the question that I don't think we'll ever answer how big are cats. How big is a cat? How big we is a cat? We'll never know. And like, meanwhile, like, and I think this is a whole separate song from the naming of cats, which is also posing questions that don't give us answers. Okay, it's a watch. They put mm-hmm. a watch around her neck as a necklace. Still, and it's, it's a watch. Yeah, that's so weird. Right. That I think putting them in a house setting really did emphasize how much they didn't understand scale. Yeah. yeah. Or like how they thought they might, but it kind of backfired again like and again this is all under with the understanding that like they threw this thing together yeah like i feel bad for these yeah. animators because like james corden and rebel wilson made a jab at them at the oscars but it's like i feel bad wow, because they shit move to them right yeah. i just i mean i feel bad because it's like they probably did the best they could with what they got and it's right. like they probably got a lot of shit from uh, from higher ups about like just getting it done I'm also sure from maybe some technical standpoint, it's not a bad job. It's just, it just looks bad just, for what it's supposed to be. Right. Right. Like, it could have been, like, they could have done Wicked 2020 and Cats 2021 and just t- spend more time making Cats look right. It's also the They fact- should have done Wicked 2020 because it's just people. Like, you, yeah. you know, yes, there's CGI backgrounds, but, like... Yeah, but think of know. The Wizard of Oz. Like, that whole thing is, like, uh, real people on a soundstage, yep. and that was brilliant. And that was in 1939. That and the fact that in 2019, cats is so... You know, can you imagine someone, like, seeing or seeing The Wizard of Oz in, like, in 1939 and being like, wow, what do you what do we think they're going to be doing in 2019? Like, when I'm an, uh, old and I have grandchildren, and then, like, like, the, like, my grandpa. Like, my grandpa saw Wizard of Oz when it came out. Like... I can't imagine, like, what his opinion... I mean, I could ask him, but, like, if he saw cats... I mean, like, do you... Did you think that this is where we would be when you were a kid? Right. Do you think that this is... He'd probably be like, no! But but you think about it, and you're like... They were able to create such a... I mean, watching Wizard of Oz now, obviously, I'm biased because it's my favorite. But it's still magical, and it's still... Like, you don't... Yes, there's parts of it where you're like, oh, okay, that's not a great, you know... Uh, special effect but like it's still magical and it's still you still suspend your disbelief but like 
cats is so in your face about it that you're like, I cannot, you can't, that's the problem with it. You can't suspend your disbelief to be in this world. No. It's just right. too weird that it loses any magic that cats possesses. Also furries. Furries, oh lord. Also furries, oh god. oh god. We haven't touched on the topic of that yet. No. And maybe we shouldn't. I, um, I feel like we should sort of let that one sit. <laughs> that's as we'll, far we'll as just, we need to go. We'll just all say the word furries and then that's it. I think let's move on to Judy Dench. So, Dame. Dame Judy Dench. So, as we may or may not all know, Dame Judy Dench was originally slated to play Grizabella in 1981 when this was first coming to the West End. Yes. But uh, she, yes. I think she snapped her Achilles tendon. She suffered an injury and had to bow out of the show. Mm -hmm. And now she is the first female old Deuteronomy. Old Deut. Um, which. Mm -hmm. Um, she, he, she has not buried nine wives as the yeah. male Deuteronomies have. She's mm -hmm. the complete lesbian erasure. Cowards. 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 Um, but I like to describe Judy Dench's performance as, that's nice, dear. Now, what am I doing here again? Right. <laughs> like, she showed, like, up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> she, she showed up. She showed up and... looking confused. <laughs> um, and then spent the entire show, movie, just kind of like, okay. All right. I... It feels like Judy Dench let cats happen to her. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. she, she wasn't there. It just happened around her. She brought her own basket. There's a beautiful shot of Dame Judy Dench as a cat curled into a basket that she brought from home. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just hers. That's where she feels comfortable. Bring your own basket. Bring your own basket. Um, as she stares into Gus the theater cat's eyes and they make some sort of weird connection also. We haven't touched on that. There's a we weird get look there. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like they might have fucked like in a past like generation or something. But only in the movie. But only because... in the movie because Ian McKellen and mm -hmm. Judy Dench. Yes. Um, no, but do you think that that's what that was or do you think that was actually Judy Dench and Ian McKellen looking at each other as themselves saying, what did we do to get right. here right I now? think it's both. I think it's that. What is happening? I did think I it's the latter that, that they turned into a character choice to look like the oh, former. Oh, yeah. They yes. were like, they were acting. And they're like, sure, that was acting. Yeah. yeah. Acting. And then finally at the end, acting. Judy Dench just completely breaks the fourth wall and stares into your soul to sing the addressing of cats. In a, it's bad. Oh, I hate that. It's, yeah. I was Jenna... I, if you could have seen my face when I saw this, I was I petrified. I wish I had seen, I wish I had flown in to see this movie with the two of you. I, oh, it's, a was, it's a wild it, ride. It was a wild ride. Um, there, it was very confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love Judy Dench, who doesn't, but I was shell-shocked. It's also, the addressing of cats in the stage show is all the cats at once. Yeah. In the movie, it ends with, and we touched upon this, we'll touch upon this, that it's, Dame Judi Dench as Old Dute, mm -hmm. Monkustrap, Victoria, Victoria, and Mistopheles, and it's just the four of them on top of a statue, and Judi Dench is making eye contact with you, and the rest of them are just sort of peering around, not sure what to do, because they're not singing. And it's like, them being like, is this the movie saying, here's your four main characters? Right? Like, like this is who you had to care about the whole right. time? Right. Right. Meanwhile, like Jennifer Hudson, nowhere. To, well, I mean, she's nowhere to be seen because well, she went up a hot air balloon. Exactly. But. Like not even a tire in this one. The tire was iconic. The cat's tire, and in this, mm -hmm. they kind of just put her in a hot air balloon and sent her on her way. Which is why 
My friend... <laughs> legit, my friend no. has a theory that the heavyside layer doesn't exist. They just sacrifice cats yeah. to the ether because they put them in a fucking hot air balloon and you just see her go up through the clouds. Up over London. I presume oh. it's London. <laughs> it's gotta Bye. be. It's London. Guys. Yeah. That's how th- that's how it happened? Yes. Like oh and like um, not only that, but McCavity tries to like go with her like and Yeah, in a very comedic, like slapstick well, moment. It's, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yeah. Like the Wizard of Oz. But it's also a chandelier. But it's also a chandelier because fan of the opera reference. Ooh. Um I mean Andy, he can't just do one at one time. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta put it in there. It's all that's connected. An Easter egg for Mr. Andy. It's the Andrew Lloyd <laughs> oh. Webber cinematic universe. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> That will not do. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. It's just... But here's the thing. If you said... If you asked me just straight up, do you like this film? I have to say yes. And it's not because it's... It's it's such a... If you know what you're getting into... Like, I never went into the theater knowing I was going to see a good adaptation of Cats. But it sort of mm-hmm. transcends a movie-going experience I think to be something that I'm going to need to watch again. Right. And I'm going to want to show other people. Right. Like, it's an experience. I, I, yeah. And Guys, you know what it is? What? It's the room. Ooh. Well, like, on that note, there are nowadays a handful of showings of this film. Rowdy viewings, Intended yeah. to be like Rocky Horror style, the room style yeah. experiences. Yeah. I hope there's one in Chicago because I genuinely wanted to see this movie in theaters and the week I went to see it was the week they, they pulled it from all of the Chicago theaters. Yikes. And it was devastating. That's I wanted to bonkers. see it in theaters so badly and I was going to go with my improv friends and we were going to have a very great time of and course. then they pulled it on us and it was devastating. Yeah. Oh man, soon um, enough, like very soon I'm sure you'll have the home viewing experience to draw like, from. I will I will pay to rent this from Amazon Prime. Yes. I don't like, blame I you. I will pay four ninety nine. Is this a movie I might... This might be one of the rare movies I want to own. Okay. Because, like, it's just something that... If you're... Especially if you're an adult of legal age and can, like, get a little fucked up and watch Cats... Sure. That's a Guys. time. Guys, I've done it with other Illinois cats. now, so... Yeah. There you go. Like, we did this with... With... The good recording of Cats, me and my friends got a little drunk and watched it, and it was amazing. If you're watching it with something yeah. that transcends a movie viewing experience. Oh, yeah. Well, well, and that's the thing is, like, I saw it, and, like, I don't know if I liked it. I definitely was not bored. No. I was definitely mm-hmm. intrigued and enthralled. I was with it for the ride. Yeah. I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you if, I can't tell you what I think of it, like, I had a good time watching this movie for the wrong reasons, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I had a good time. Sure. I mean, in in, in kind of the most reverse way possible, it is kind of like escapism because it itself is a nightmare that you need to escape. So you just kind of have to like unpack it. And it's so funny. You're not thinking about everything else. Like, it's so funny because I was just listening to a podcast where they were like, they basically, like, connected the whole, like, reasoning behind Cats getting made into a movie at all to Trump getting elected. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's we like, wouldn't have it. 
like you could also see that connection too, like the like the Midwesterners that are like, "Cats the movie, let's go." Mm. Okay. Not sorry, yeah. sorry. I I <laughs> forgot I was talking to a transplant Midwesterner. I'm in Illinois. Sorry, my bad. But I get it. But yeah. I get it though. But yeah. you know, but cats is it, cats is a weird one though too because it's like, I mean, I feel like people can be pretty hot and cold on cats and musical too. Right. Yes. Absolutely. But here's the thing on that. All of this like rehashing of like what is cats? LOL. What the fuck? Yeah. That, like, we went through this in the 1980s, even arguably mm-hmm. through the whole, like, initial runs Every of those Cats shows. Every time comes back. I feel like we can leave that. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like we can leave that in the 1980s, where, like, mm-hmm. where, it, where it first thrived. I think Cats has an mm-hmm. unfair reputation because it's so incomprehensible in so many ways that people think of it as a fun family romp when really it's a super it's not. horny show. It's kind of dark mm-hmm. too yeah it gets dark yeah and so by putting it as a movie and especially a christmas time movie everyone's like let's mm-hmm. all as a family go see cats the most family-friendly musical there is and then the movie's like still pretty horny yeah and everyone's confused yeah. right i think yeah. people don't understand cats the general public doesn't get cats and it was doomed from the start i i agree mm-hmm. with you yeah all right on that note jenna kate karn we have well, uh, D- Jenna K. Karn, did you take the BuzzFeed quiz? You read my mind, Karina. I did, and you all are going to be devastated by my results. Oh my god, who okay. is it? I got McCavity. <gasps> oh my god! I know. An original, out of left field, yeah. unexpected. I genuinely was that is a I shaking answer. I could have thought, you know, Jenny Annie Dust. Of course. Or Gus the Theater Cat. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Anyone other than McCavity. That's um, wild. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to take the test again. But it was very <laughs> thorough. So I think that, yeah. you know, it's a I good can't quiz. deny it. Um, I'm a McCavity and I'm a Hufflepuff. So mm, interesting opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Karina, what was your result again? I'm Mistopheles. And I'm okay. the Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a do full range here. We're, we're, we're living the dream, we guys. Are. Honestly. <laughs> clearly. Right. From two different cities in our respective kitchens. Yep. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, man. So now, Jenna, this is the time where you get to vote. We are treating mm-hmm. cats, the jellicle ball, like a democracy. And mm-hmm. you can vote on any one of these cats, whichever one you want. You can cast your ballot for them to be sent to the heavyside lair. Jenna mm-hmm. K. Karnmanasov, who do you vote for tonight? Tonight, with my whole heart, I 100% vote for Gus the Theater Cat. Yep. Your He's vote has been enough. counted. Yes. Thank you. Jenna. You suffered enough. Yes. <laughs> It is so it is so wonderful to hear your voice and to be discussing musical theater once again with you. Oh, I love it. I miss you guys. Thank you, you for you. having me. This has been a true delight. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Is there anything I would like to plug? Yeah. Wow. Oh, first of all, this is my first time on a podcast, so oh, thank welcome. You. Very exciting. Um, I guess if anyone is in Chicago, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, come see uh, First Beat at I.O. on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. We will also be going on a 
small uh, one city tour. Uh, we're going to be at the New York Musical Improv Festival in March. Yeah, you will. Uh, at the Magnet. So if you don't come see us, come see uh, all of the other groups. There's a ton of them, so there should be some fun. Amazing. Um, and where can people find you? Like, do you have social media profiles that you want to plug? It's okay if you don't. Do I have social media? Imp- I, 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 my Instagram is mostly pictures of my dog and pictures of me running. Uh, but it's uh, at Jenna Kate Karn with a K. It's my maiden name. Mm-hmm. And um, or you can follow First Beat Music Improv um, is also a good one. And, uh, yeah, I also have a Goodreads profile. But, you know, that's <laughs> if you want to book right. <laughs> Amazing. You're the first person to, to bring up a Goodreads profile, and right. I respect that. <laughs> I think it's a pretty accurate description of who I am, just by based on what I read. Oh, yes. man. You keep doing you, Jenna K. Karn Monosoff. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. And thanks again for um, <laughs> thanks again for being on podcasts. Yes. We Honestly, love you. it was a dream. Anytime. Yay. Anytime. Right. Bye. 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 Well, that was another one. That was Ian? another one. Ian, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Ibroski on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Brodsky Ian on Facebook and at ianjbrodsky.com. The J is an initial, not a full name. Anyway, mm. um, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Epic Adventure of. That's me. <laughs> 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 I, did a, I did a weird thumbs up move with that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Like, people can't see you do that. But no, it was but delightful. It was wonderful. You can feel the emotion behind it. Exactly. Um, you can also catch me playing D&D, uh, streamed online on twitch.tv slash spoodersnack. That's S-P-O-D-E-R-S-N-E-K. And that is most Wednesdays and Fridays, typically. All right. that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for tuning back into podcasts. Yeah. Um, if you're still listening, I'm very happy we haven't alienated you. Cool. Um, please cast your vote. Yeah. Email us at jellicalpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes. And cast your vote. We will be tallying the votes. Your vote counts. Your vote matters. Your mm-hmm. vote counts in this election. Yes. And then deciding who truly belongs in the heavy side layer. Right. Um, and until next time. That's, That's how, how you lose $38 million. Oh, not bad. You can find out more about Podcats, a podcast about cats, the musical, not the animal, by finding us on social media. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at JellicalPod. And you can always reach us by email at JellicalPodCats at gmail.com. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.